Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Find Me in a Book podcast. I'm your host, Tav. And I had every intention of recording this podcast, like the physical, like the video podcast. Um, but yeah, I <laughs> I got too angry. I'm just going to be real and keep it uh, straight with you guys. I got too angry because um, I didn't ask my husband um, the proper things to change my audio stuff back because I had it set for two people because I had Kat on last week um, and I forgot to ask him like hey how do I change it back to just like one person and he wasn't answering because he like never answers my phone calls I seem to always you know call the bur- at the busiest times so I had to figure it out myself and I was getting too angry so Uh, With that, um, I just was like, I don't want to be on video because I'm going to have a freaking witch face on, um, my resting bitch face, or you could call it, on the whole time. So I was like, I don't want to be on camera. (laughs) Um, But yeah, let's let's move from all the deep and all that talk, you know, let's talk about books. Let's talk about books. Uh, it has been a really great week because the platform threads just came out and I have really been enjoying it because I feel like it's more just a a book talk for all the girls. Like that's who I see on my feed everywhere. That's just everything that I see in the app and I've loved it. I've been able to interact with a lot of people, uh, great conversations, great book recommendations. It's just been a really good time. And so I am just, I'm always on that app. Um, I feel like I'm on threads more than I'm on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, Just kidding. No, TikTok is my life. Um, but yeah, I'm on threads a lot. It's like top three, which is interesting because I never understood like TikTok. I never got on there, but here I'm like, I get it. I can see all the, the TikTok book talk types people and that's my community and I want to be in that and I, I've gotten in there. So it's great. Uh, so definitely follow me on threads because I be posting every little thing y'all like all my book updates, what I'm reading next, photos, my life, just all of it. So follow me on threads if you want to be in the in. That doesn't make sense, but it's fine. I'm in a weird mood today. Okay, well, as you can see, um, we're going to talk about Mile High today, which is by Liz Tomford. Tomford? I'm going to say Tomford. This book has kind of made its rounds on the book talk and TikTok and all that. So I jumped on the bandwagon like usual and I loved it. Um, I think I read like three fourths of it very, very quickly. And then it kind of took me a little bit longer just because life was busy and um, the best friend was here. so, So I didn't have a lot of time to read. But once I finished that book, I immediately read The Right Move, which is the second book. And I devoured that like I finished it within a day. And this is a situation which I find that it has been coming up more and more lately is that the second book is better than the first book. That I mean, that's just my thoughts. I did really like the first book. It's extremely spicy. Like, oh boy, oh my gosh, what did you just do to her? Like, 
that kind of spicy where it's just very descriptive. And uh, The Right Move, the second book, is not as spicy, but still spicy. But I just like the characters more. Like, I related to them more. Like, I just, I just, I don't know. I just liked them more. So take that as you will. Um, with it being so spicy, I'm definitely going to say no to my mom. Like, she wouldn't want to read this. My sister, maybe. I could maybe see her reading this. Um, she's not super into hockey, which is what this book is about, like hockey stars and um, kind of a forbidden romance because um, she is like the flight attendant on their private jet for the team. And he's like this big NHL hockey player. Um, so kind of like forbidden romance. Um, so, you know, uh, my sister might like it. I think that cat which was on, she was on last week, you know, Kat now, I'm going to refer to her a lot. I think she would like it because she loves hockey. And I think that this would be, you know, a good just little uh, whiplash or, you know, sudden dive into the romance spicy book realm. I think she would like it. So I'm going to try and make her read it. Uh, I'll keep you updated on that. This is a dual point of view. It's mostly Xander's, which is the main male character. It's mostly his point of view, which is surprising. But there's still a lot of Stevie, which she is the main female character. Um, I wouldn't say they're equal. I would say that we're more focused on Xander's life. But in a way, we get a whole picture of both of them. Um, so let's see. Where do we want to start? Um, so yeah, it, it starts with Xander. And he, he's an NHL hockey star. He is like the main guy on the team, him and his best friend, Eli Madison. They are just the two people that are bringing this team so close to championship. Like they're just the stars of the team. And when they were growing up, uh, they didn't like each other because they were rivals and so they always hate each other, always competed against each other in different leagues, like everything. Um, but then they kind of found common ground when they realized that they both have like mental health struggles, which I thought was very cool. I really liked that this book did talk about like mental health and therapy. And Xander does go to therapy at least once a week. And he has for years and years, which I thought was incredible that the author had that in this book, which is super great because I think mental health for men needs to be talked about more because it's kind of taboo or it has been in the past. So I really like that this book opens that up a little bit more. So Xander, his mom left him, his sister and his dad uh, when he was 16 and his dad blamed himself and dug into work. So basically, he like abandoned the two kids to basically like take care of themselves. And so that's where it kind of all stems from is from his mom. And she only reaches out now when she wants money. So it's it's like that that type of relationship. Um, so, yes, again, Eli Madison, we're going to call him Madison. Um, him and Xanders, they both landed deals on the same team in Chicago, uh, playing for the, they're called the Raptors in this book. They just became best friends, like best of friends because they did relate to so much to each other. And now Xander has been there for seven years, seven pro years, uh, same as, uh, Eli Madison. 
So that's kind of the background. Uh, Xander is very much a playboy. He has this image. He's very much bougie. Like he loves his Gucci, his Louis Vuitton, his just all of that. He's very prestigious. <laughs> and he takes pride at that. And yeah, so we'll we'll see on that. And then there's Stevie. And she is a flight attendant. She's 26. And her twin brother is in the NBA for Chicago. Not the Chicago Bulls. It's like a different team that they like made up or whatever. Um, but so yeah, he's in the NBA. And uh, so she's kind of just lived in a shadow this whole time. And they are super close to each other. Like They're like best friends, which is awesome. And he really wanted her closer to him. And I believe she lived in Nashville because that's where they grew up. And he got her the new gig for the Jet for the NHL team. So she's going to be kind of a, a private uh, flight attendant for them. And so her first day, uh, first time on the Jet, she goes over to the exit row um, to do kind of like the spiel that she needs to. And then there's Xander. And he's like, sorry, no autographs. Like, And he's like, oh, it happens almost every flight, like the new flight crew jewels over meeting us and like the professional athletes and she's like good for you and I don't want your autograph and she's just like super unimpressed she's like what I was going to ask is if you're ready for me to give you your exit row briefing and he's kind of like stiffed about that he's like what the heck like why is she not obsessed with me like why like who is she like, she's not impressed with me. And Madison leans, leans over and he's like, well, we have the same flight crew for the whole season. Like, you're going to have to suck up to her or figure out that she doesn't care about you. And Xanders is just so thrown off about that because he's like, I need everyone to care about me, basically. And Xander, he has an image and his agent hasn't helped with that. He's honestly, like, encouraged that. He has kind of manipulated Xander at this point um, that this is the only way he's going to get re-signed to Chicago is that if, like, he says, like, if you throw your punches, you get your minutes in the box, and then you leave with a different woman on your arm each night. Like, we all know you. You don't give a shit about anyone other than yourself, and that's why Chicago loves you. Like, you're the biggest asshole in the league. Like, you're in the league. Like, you're our asshole. Like, this is the image that we are banking on. Like, this is why they want to do this. And and if you don't keep up with this image, they're not going to resign you. Like, he's just very manipulative about it. And at this point, Xander doesn't really want that anymore. Like, sure, he has his image and he's kind of, like, kept to it. But he, he spends so much time with the Madison family. Like, he loves that family. Like, that's his family. Um, like his best friend and his wife, the friend's wife and their daughter, like he spends all his time. He doesn't go uh, with different women every night. Like sure, the pictures say, but then he like puts him in a car and then leaves in a different car. Like he doesn't want to be that person anymore. But again, he thinks that that's the only way he's going to be resigned to the team and stay with the family, all that. So he's kind of like drowning in that. Um, but really, like he's very into helping people. 
and they do a monthly event uh, which covers the cost of therapy sessions for kids who might not be able to afford it but like need the help and so he reaches out to like doctors and therapists who are willing to donate their time which I think is so amazing and yeah him and Madison have like their charity that they work on and they do the monthly events and he is just he seems like a great guy but again he has that image and he starts to notice Stevie more and starts to kind of like play with her a bit like he uh, on the next flights he does like the help assistance or that button like the flight attendant assistant button like he always pushes it and he always asks for her and he always like is just kind of like irritating her because he's like can you get me the soda can you get me this can you get me this and she's like go and do it yourself bro (laughs) like who are you and he she doesn't give him the time and place and that makes him really really want her and um over the past like couple weeks of them like traveling it always seems to be that they go to the same place at the away game so she like goes to a bar at like during the away game or like right after it they're all spending the night and somehow he's there or he goes to a place and then she arrives like they're just kind of there but they don't know that like they're not following each other obviously Um, But they just have this, like, cute saying now that they're like, are you following me? Like, what are you doing? And they just kind of, like, flirt from there. And he just kind of becomes, like, obsessed with her. Like, he kind of watches her. That sounds really creepy. Like, he watches her and is kind of obsessed. Um, But he just, like, wants to know her. Like, he wants to, like get her attention. Like, he loves her. Not loves her yet, but, like, She's, like, a very curvy girl, and she is kind of, like, unsure of herself, and he just, like, wants to take care of her. Like, he wants to be that person for her and give her confidence, and he's just very, like, he's just in tune with everything, you know? And there's one uh, away game when they're in Nashville, and she meets up with some childhood friends, and they just, like, put her down. Like, they're very much like into the image only and they want her to help them like hook up with NHL players all that and him and a couple teammates are already at this bar and he can hear them talking to her so like rudely and so like just not what you talk to your friends like you know and so he um helps her out like he goes over to her and like kisses her on the cheek and he's like hey are you ready to go and she's like uh okay and so he like helps her out and then she like doesn't talk to the friends anymore which is great because they were not great um and of course it's like the age old like I feel like this trope it's it should be its own trope honestly but like in every episode where they kind of just get a little bit obsessed with each other where they're like okay if we sleep together then I'll get it out of our system like we won't care about them anymore we won't have this need it's like that literally never works it never works and <laughs> we know that and we know like what's trying to happen but we still get so like excited about it like I do anyways 
where I'm like, okay, yeah, they're going to try and like sleep together. No big deal. But then I'm like, ooh, they're going to sleep together. And then they're going to be obsessed with each other. And then like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just kind of get excited for it. But so that's what he thinks that if, if they sleep together, then he won't be like obsessed with her and just want to know all about her. So eventually they do. And he becomes obsessed and they have really great sex oh sorry toast they have if you're new here we call sex toast um so they make toast and it's very detailed it's very steamy it's very um wow (laughs) and of course they're not out of each other's system they start to let each other into their lives and they start to trust each other more and of course they have to keep their relationship a secret because she could get fired um she's not allowed to fraternize with the teammates of like the jet that they're on and he wants to be resigned to the team so he's like i have to have this image but just know like we are together, we're boyfriend-girlfriend, I'm not going to do anything to hurt you, like, this is, we just have to keep it secret, and so they're like, yeah, both of us, they're on the same page, and it's so cute, because Stevie likes to volunteer her time at a senior dog's shelter, and he, like, goes there, and it's just super cute um, that they spend time together, and her brother is really worried, though, because he only knows the the reputation of Xander. And he's like, I don't want to see you get hurt. Like, like, I'm sorry. I haven't been there for you very much with me being gone. And she, like, reassures him, like, it's okay. He makes me feel really good. Like, he treats me like his first choice. And I've never had that. He constantly reminds me that I'm, like, that I'm worthy of being chosen. And which is so great because her mom has actually been really hard on her forever. Like um, her mom is like loves her brother Ryan and he could do no wrong. He's the perfect child, just everything. And then her like her mom just like picks her apart, tells her she's not good enough, like just really, really like awful to her. And um So she's never really had someone that chooses her because she's felt that like previous boyfriends have been with her because of her brother. And so she has like a hard time trusting. And then comes Xander and he's just obsessed with her and he's kind and loving and obsessed with her body. And I just love that he said this to her. Like, you don't have to love your body every single day. That's unrealistic to expect but I'll be here loving it for the days you can't. I'm like, oh my gosh, can someone say that to me? Like, even if someone did say that to me, I'd be like, ugh, you're cheesy. Like, why did you just say that to me? Uh, you know, you know, like realistic versus book, you know, it's it's whatever. So um, there is a flight attendant and she becomes really good friends with Stevie and her name is Indy. And they just become, like, really good friends. And Indy actually catches her boyfriend cheating on her. And they were together for six years. They knew each other for 22 years. Like, they grew up together. And so she's devastated. So she has to move out of the apartment that she shared with her previous boyfriend. And Stevie's like, hey, um, I'm probably, like, I'm basically at Xander's house all the time. 
do you want to maybe stay with Ryan for like a little bit? Like maybe just to get on your feet, like just to get out of that apartment. And so that is what book two about is about uh, with Indian Ryan. And it's so freaking cute. I love it. Uh, so since Xander has kind of gone under the radar with like his image and like taking girls out, this being the playboy, his agent reaches out to him, who's a, a douchebag, and he's like, hey, I warned you, like, I told you that Chicago wanted their resident bad boy, and this year, like, you've done a complete 180. Like, I'm not surprised in the slightest that they haven't reached out, and um, they haven't gotten a deal or anything. And um, there is, like, a, a charity event coming up, and, and once they get done with it, um, her and Xander's leave, and... For some reason, the reporters catch Stevie with him, but they don't get a, a picture of her face, though. Um, but it, it seems really suspicious. And so Xanders calls his agent, and he's like, um, you know, this seems, like, set up. Like, we, the timing, the reporters were in hiding, like, and something seems off. And his agent is like, you think I did that? Like, I want the opposite of that. I want the old easy. Like, they call him easy. I want the guy who would be an easy sell to Chicago, and this is the last thing that I wanted. Uh, and if you want to stay in Chicago so badly, you know what you need to do, and you only have a couple weeks to do it. So basically, um, Xanders is like, oh, my gosh. Like, I have to choose between Stevie and not being – a part of this team or being with this team and being with my family like my image is going to hurt Stevie like she'll lose her job like he just goes through all this contemplation and then he also thinks of like Ryan his beginning warning because um, of course Ryan is the brother and he basically said like I don't want Stevie wrapped up in your reputation like my sister cannot handle this type of attention you get and Sanders is like, he's right. Like, what am I doing to her? And he has this turning point where he's like, I, I shouldn't be with her. Like, she doesn't deserve this. Like, no one is ever going to love me for me. And at this point, I might as well be the man they love to hate. And so he breaks up with her. And of course, it's of course, it's like that where it's like, can you just like see that people are manipulating you and that you're not going that you shouldn't break up with her? Like, I don't know, maybe. Uh, so he does, and he's like, you knew who I was the whole time, like, this is always going to be me, you had the right impression when we first met, and she's so confused, because she's like, uh, this morning, you said that everything would be okay, like, you promised it would be okay, you never would have been alone, like, I would have followed you anywhere, and Xanders is so confused, and he's like, no, you wouldn't have, like, Ryan is here, the shelter is here, there's no way you'd leave, and she's like, you know what? I would have followed you anywhere, but you never asked. And he is immediately, like, regretful because he's like, you're right. Like, if I don't get signed to Chicago, like, I could leave. And I didn't even ask her if she would leave with me. I'm like, you dummy. Like, communication. Communication is the key to everything. And I'll say that till my dying days. Communication is everything. And at that point, they realize that her name also got released. So she quits her job. And she's like, I don't know what I'm going to be doing. Like, she tries to get a job in Seattle. And because he broke up with her, trying to just start and get a fresh 
like just get out of the city and at the point i can't remember if that was the point Uh, i hate when this happens but i can't remember like the pinnacle point where he realizes that he made a mistake uh and that he wants her back so he tries to go and find her um but he finds indy instead and she's like she took a new job like she's moving to seattle like she's there right now just trying to find a place to live um and he's like ah like i gotta i gotta help this like i gotta figure this out and so he like writes her a note because he can't get a hold of her he can't find her and they have the stanley cup that night like the championship like the championship game that night and so he writes her a note and says like this season means nothing without you nothing matters without you like please come tonight and so he doesn't see her in the stand. She's there, though. Like, she went uh, to the game, but she was, like, higher up, but he doesn't see her. And they win the Stanley Cup, and he's just, like, so sad because he doesn't have Stevie. He's so happy he got the Stanley Cup, but he's, like, so sad. And so when he's interviewed after, he talks about Stevie. He's like, hey, the pictures got released. Like, she's my girlfriend. Like, I made a mistake. Um And I want to be with her, like, and she is probably moving to Seattle. So if there's, like, a Seattle team that, like, wants to talk, like, let me know. Like, I just, I want to be with her. Um, And he just, like, makes that whole statement in front of everyone. And, like, recorded on TV, all this stuff. And he gets a call right after because I guess, like, the Chicago team or, like, any other team can't talk to the players during the season but they can talk to their agent and so he gets a call right after and it's like the Chicago rep and he's like Xander's like what are you what are you doing like you've been an essential part of our organization over the last seven seasons like we love having you here like I thought you would at least like have a conversation with us and turn down our offer before you sign somewhere else and he's like what are you talking about like I've waited for a contract renewal all season And the guy is like, what? Like, we made an offer back in October. We've been waiting for you to sign all season. So it was a bit, like, shocked to us when you brought up leaving a team in front of cameras. Like, we thought you'd at least tell us. And and Xanders, again, is like, I never saw the contract. I swear, I would have signed it the second I did. I didn't care about the money. I just wanted to stay here. And then they both figured out that it was his agent that just – kept like asking for more money asking like just not telling him anything and he's like that's honestly that's why I fired him like he fired his agent right before and he's like he's greedy he wasn't working on a higher salary for me he just wanted a higher commission for himself and so right then like he decided to resign with Chicago obviously but it was also under like a non-negotiable term which we find out that the Raptors which is the team would fully fight fully financially support the senior dogs of Chicago, which is like the shelter that Stevie works at. Um, And so they were able to donate a lot of, a lot of money for that. And so eventually uh, Stevie gets to be hired on full time there, which makes her like stay in the city. Um, And she also like finds him and they find each other like after the game and they just like confess their love and, it's just so cute and everyone's happy and stays in the city and all that. It's just super cute. So that is the first book of the Mile High series. I don't really know what it's called, like hockey something series. Anyways, um, I thought about doing the second book on this episode, but uh, 
actually I think I will let's see I mean the second book is really good like I loved it uh better than the first one I'm just trying to figure out kind of like the the plot points so that we can go over it like more quickly I guess let's see so there's Ryan and Indy and Ryan he is in his fifth season with the NBA team and he just became the newest captain and um and so Indy like it kind of backs up a little bit showing like Indy moving in with him and he's very much like he likes his space like he likes living alone he likes everything perfect organized and of course she's the complete opposite and India is having a hard time with her breakup like they again knew each other for 22 years dated for six and he wouldn't marry her and then she caught him um, cheating on her but she is trying to save up fourteen thousand dollars um, she has seven months to save up this money if everything goes smoothly um, because she wants to get fertility treatments to freeze her eggs because I guess her mom's like genetic line I guess like the eggs are basically on the brink of retirement it sounds like um, so she wants to get them frozen but the insurance costs a lot and so she's trying to save up this money and so living with Ryan helps her save up that money so Ryan's coach doesn't super like him because he's very like standoffish and the the guy like the coach he's like you know what being captain is more about being it's more than being like the talented most talented on the court it's about family like camaraderie you're a lone wolf which is fine but it's not the type of leadership that he's looking for and um Earlier that morning during practice, uh, Indy had come by to bring his bag. And right after, like, she was still there when the coach was telling him this. And so he's like, actually, I did meet someone. Uh, Mr. Morgan, this is Indy, my girlfriend. And instantly, Indy's face is like, what? What am I? What? And so after afterwards, he's like, okay be my date to the fall banquet so that we can convince my coach like I'm totally fine like I'm a family man like I can do this and then I'll be your date to the wedding because Indy's one of Indy's best friends or used to be best friend um is getting married and the ex like her ex is going to be there and all his friends and all that and so she's like and she's like a maid of honor like one of the bridesmaids um and so he's like I'll go to this wedding with you like we just have to fake it basically. And so they're trying to convince the coach and they go through like a lot of different situations where they're like, Oh, we just need to practice. Like, you know, the fake dating. Ugh, I love that trope too. So ju they just have like a lot of cute moments. And I think like, I really liked this book more because I saw like Ryan, I really liked his character because he's so like in order and he's so like, he doesn't trust people and but the little things that he would do for Indy like he wanted her to be there like he would make her breakfast in the morning like he would try like he learned sign language secretly because like her her dad is deaf and uh they all know sign language and so he like secretly learned how to do that and like he just does like little things like that and it's so cute but he's so distrustful because the last woman that he was in a relationship, which was a long time ago, I guess. Let's see. It was the end of his junior year, it said. And they fell pretty quickly for each other. But she didn't want people to know they were together. So they kept it a secret. 
and she was trying to get pregnant. They didn't know this, but she got pregnant um, during his sec- senior season. And so when she went to have the baby, like the baby was healthy, the the woman was healthy or whatever. But as soon as he walked into the delivery room, like he immediately could tell that it wasn't his daughter. Like she wasn't his. And there was this guy in the waiting room that looked really like worried. That was her real boyfriend. It was that guy's kid. Like he was in it on the whole thing. So the so-called relationship was all a scheme because they wanted to get 18 years of child support out of him. Isn't that so messed up? Because they knew that he was getting signed to the NBA or maybe he had already. And so she started this relationship, but really she was in a relationship with the other guy. And like, yeah, they just were trying to scheme him for money, which is so insane and so of course Ryan is still very distrustful he hasn't been in a relationship since then and it's just yeah it's it was rough it sounds like and um and so he has a hard time but he learns to like trust Indy and he does very sweet things for her he finds out that she is wanting to get fertility treatments and so he pays for the fertility treatment but he tells HR and so H to t- like HR tells Indy that the fertility treatments are now covered like 100% and so she like doesn't worry about it and then when she goes to get the fertility treatment she like asks like oh how was this paid like do I have a copay and they're like no it was paid through a personal credit card like the whole thing months ago and so that's when she figures out that he did pay for those and I'm like that is so oh my heart just like melted and then he gets injured and uh he tore his ACL and so he has a hard time getting back and uh into the game and so they go through like a lot of trust issues but then they like really help each other and lean on each other And they still think that they're kind of faking it. But then they're like, no, we really do have genuine feelings for each other. And like, I thought it was, I wrote this down because this is just kind of an in general, like quote that I really liked because Indy really likes romance books. She's a very like romantic, like she just has a romantic heart. And I loved what she said about reading. She said, how else would you get to live a thousand lives in the span of only one you can cry with those characters laugh with them it teaches you to look at others perspective to have empathy in nonfiction, you simply learn about something instead of feeling it and I loved that I loved that it was so real so I'm going to take that in my heart I just loved it like you get to live a thousand lives in the span of one and it was great so I'm sorry, I just kind of skimmed over that second book really quickly. Um, But yeah, I would say if you're not super into like the spiciness, maybe read like the first little bit of Mile High to kind of get like the the dynamic of the relationships and the characters and everything. And then you can skip to the second book because honestly, I, I really enjoyed that one way more than the first one. And it wasn't as spicy. It was still spicy, but it wasn't as descriptive. Like it was just... I just liked it a lot better. It was more on my level. So anyways, sorry for the skip round. This, I just was not in the right headspace to record today, but I did it 
because I enjoy talking to you guys. I enjoy telling you about these books so that you don't have to read them if you don't want to or don't have time or if you have read them. Let's talk about it. Get on threads. I'm going to send everyone to my threads now um, to find me on there because that's where we can talk like more quickly. I mean, we can talk on Instagram, but I feel like with threads, it's just easier. So definitely follow me on there. Um, I am so excited. I'm going to Idaho on Saturday and I'm going to be there for a week. And I have like five episodes planned for, uh, with my family. And I'm just so excited. Like the, I need to start reading the books that I'm supposed to read and talk about with them. Um, the first one, actually, I think my mom read like all of them. We were only going to talk about the first one. Um, but it's called Captured by Erica Stevens. And apparently my Amazon said that I bought it in 2017. So I guess I have read it, but it's been, you know, a long time. So uh, I need to reread it and I'll probably read more, like more of the books. Um, but yeah, we're going to be talking about that on the podcast. And then I'm going to be doing some fun things um, with each of like my sister, my sister-in-law, and then my mom. So really, really excited about that. And I have some fun things planned for the next episodes. So we're just, uh, you know, doing what we can. So I'm very grateful for you guys. Thank you for listening. And thank you for, you know, oh, just clearing my mind. I just, you know, it's been, it's been a week already. What is it? Tuesday? Yeah, it's been a week. <laughs> so anyways, I will talk to you y'all. Sorry. I don't even know words. I will talk to you guys later. <laughs>